Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. You know, over the last number of weeks, we've been studying the 23rd Psalm, and there have only been two characters in the Psalm, the shepherd and the sheep. But now, a third party is added to the story, enemies. Do you ever feel, surround, feel surrounded by enemies? Do you ever feel like you're all alone, that the whole world is against you and that there really isn't anyone you can count on? Do you ever feel just totally alone and that no one cares anything about you? Have you ever felt a sense of em emptiness? I believe emptiness reverberates through our secular culture like a whirlwind. I don't know how many of you remember Boris Becker, that famous tennis player. He came very close to taking his own life because he was overwhelmed by a sense of emptiness and, and hopelessness and loneliness. Here's what he said. I had won Wimbledon twice before, once as the youngest player. I was rich. I had all the material possessions I needed, money, cars, women, everything. I know that it is a cliché. It's the old song of the movie and pop stars who commit suicide. They have everything, and yet they are so unhappy. I had no inner peace. I was a puppet on a string. So as David now writes this part of the psalm, it's as if he's saying, it's just me, myself, and God. He saw no friends. All he saw were his enemies. Now, I don't know what caused David to write this part of the psalm, but I do know that the Lord shared with him through this part of the psalm three wonderful truths that can give all of God's sheep great joy concerning their shepherd. Point number one, God gives us all that we need. 23rd Psalm, verse 5, the beginning part of the verse, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, you notice that the scene changes from a field to a feast. It changes from a trail to a table. One of the most important jobs that a shepherd has was to go and find a mesa, a field of green grass where the sheep could feed and be nourished. Shepherds would call this good tableland because this was a place where the sheep could feed in peace. You see, Sheep will not feed when they're fearful. And before a shepherd could bring sheep into a field of green grass, he had to drive out all of the enemies that might be in and around that field. The shepherd would go in and he would clear like physical hazards, like, like poisonous plants that could kill the sheep or, or stakes that could wound the sheep. He would drive off wolves and wild dogs that could attack the sheep. 
and he would make sure that there was nothing in that field that could harm the sheep. In many parts of the Middle East, there were these tiny little, little adders, these, these poisonous snakes that lived right under the ground. And, and often they would just pop up out of their tiny little holes and, and nip the sheep on their noses. And the bite from those snakes, though not instantaneously fatal, it would cause an inflammation which could eventually kill the sheep if something was not done. So one of the things the shepherd would do would be to go up and down that field and he would look for these little snake holes. He would pour a circle of oil at the top of each one of those holes so that when the vipers would sense the presence of sheep and attempt to come up and out of their holes, their smooth bodies would not pass over that slippery oil and they would just slide right back into their burrows. The shepherd had to make sure that the sheep would be totally without fear so that the sheep could first eat and then lie down and digest their food. In other words, it was his job to prepare the table for the sheep. Even though sheep realize that wolves and dogs and bears and, and snakes abounded around that field, they could still eat in peace. You know, it's easy to eat when you're surrounded by friends and people who love you. It's another thing when you can eat in peace surrounded by foes and people who hate you. But you can do it if you know that the shepherd is protecting you and watching over you and that no harm can come to you as long as the shepherd is near. One of the reasons why you and I should be able to sit down at a table and eat to our hearts content in peace is because our shepherd is always near. He not only gives us all that we need, He is all that we need. You see, it's very simple. Sheep will die without a shepherd. No matter how much grass they have to eat, how much water they have to drink, without a shepherd, they will eventually get lost, get sick, be poisoned, attacked, or killed. But with the shepherd, the sheep have all that they need. That is exactly, exactly what God does for us as our good shepherd. He gives us all that we need. Point number two, God gives us just what we need. The psalmist writes, you anoint my head with oil. Now, the shepherd used oil for two reasons, as a repellent and as a medicine. You see, the worst enemy of sheep is not wolves or bears or snakes or lions or wild animals. 
It's not even the danger of getting lost or even eating poisonous grass or, or drinking bad water. The worst danger to a sheep is what is known as the nose fly. These nose flies are just what they're called. These are flies that will literally fly up the nose of a sheep and lay eggs. And the larva will begin to drive these sheep crazy. These sheep can't shake off these flies with their hooves or their tail, and they'll do anything they can to get rid of these flies. So sometimes you would see a sheep banging its head against a rock because he's going crazy from the flies. He will run, he will bleat, but nothing works. Now, if the sheep gets no relief, he becomes so bothered, so irritated by the flies that he will quit eating. He begins to lose weight. He stops growing and eventually he will die. So what does the shepherd do? The shepherd anoints the head of the sheep with a mixture of olive oil and sulfur. Now, that oil will do two things. First of all, it kills the larva and the eggs that are inside the nose of that sheep. But it also acts as an insect repellent to keep any other flies from bothering that sheep. But that oil was also used as a salve or as an ointment. When a sheep gets an open wound, dirt and debris will get into that wound. And if that wound is not cleansed, it will fester and will poison the bloodstream of the sheep and the sheep can die. So the shepherd would use that oil to clean the dirt from that wound so that the wound could heal. When the sheep are bothered by flies or they're covered with sores, they don't need a fly swatter. They don't need a gun. They don't need hand grenades. They don't need aspirin. They don't even need an encouraging word. They need oil. And the shepherd is there to give the sheep exactly what they need to heal them of their wounds and to soothe them in their pain. That is exactly what God does for us through the oil of His Holy Spirit. When we are wounded, when we are hurting, when we are in sorrow, when we're irritated, when we're bothered by the little things in life, God takes the oil of His Holy Spirit and pours it afresh. He pours it anew over our heads and into our hearts to soothe us. Now, do you notice, do you notice the singular here? He doesn't say that he anoints our heads, but rather he anoints my head. It's singular. It's personal. At the end of the day, the last thing the shepherd does before he lays down at night is he examines every sheep one by one to make sure that all the sheep have no flies, no sores, no problems. Though he loves the flock, he loves them one by one. As great as God is and as powerful as God is, 
Do you know that God cares for us exactly the same way? Do you know that with God, you never will get lost in the crowd? You never get lost in the flock? God is always there to meet your need at exactly the right time. Point number three, God gives us more than we need. The psalmist writes, my cup runs over. In the Bible, an overflowing cup is a symbol of total satisfaction. When a cup is overflowing, it means that the person holding the cup has everything that they need. In the Middle East, as you know, it's mostly desert. There was a custom that had to do with filling a cup. If you came to somebody's house, if you were a total stranger, the first thing that the host would do would be to offer you a cup of water or a cup of wine. You would drink the cup and the host would refill it. You could drink and the host would refill it. Now, as long as the host kept refilling the cup, you were welcome to stay. But if after several refills, they left the cup empty, it means that it was time for you to get up and to move on. Now, if the host decided that he really liked you and wanted you to stay a long time or stay as long as you wanted, he would fill that cup to overflowing. God has told us that he wants to fellowship with us and us with him forever by filling our cup with blessings. A shepherd, when his flock needed water and there were no streams, the shepherd would lead his flock to a well. Now, some wells were very deep, as much as 100 feet down to the water. So the shepherd would use a long rope with a leather bucket at the end, lower that bucket, and since the bucket held less than a gallon, it had to be drawn by hand, he would pour that water into large cups, stone cups, beside the well. Now, the shepherd always made sure that those cups were filled to overflowing because the sheep do not like to get wet. Remember, they're afraid of water. He would fill those cups to overflowing so the sheep could drink with ease. Whenever a sheep saw that a cup was overflowing, even a sheep knew that they had all the water they needed to drink and that they would be totally satisfied. So the next time you get stressed out, frustrated, irritated, ungrateful for what you don't have, when you feel that you didn't get what you wanted to get, what happened is not what you want to have happened. Remember this. 40% of the world's population today has no electrical service whatsoever. 
60% of the world's population today do not have telephone service. And half of those who have telephone service live more than two hours from the nearest phone. One third of the people on this planet Earth have never made a phone call. I'm convinced that if we will think about it for just a moment, every one of us would be forced to say, my cup overflows. I can tell you right now, our cup overflows with forgiveness. God doesn't just simply pardon us. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Listen to what it says. Let the wicked abandon their ways and the sinful their schemes. Let them return to the Lord so that he may have mercy on them. To our God, because he is generous with forgiveness. See, when we pray, God does not just answer our prayer. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Glory to God who was able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Our cup overflows with joy because God does not give us joy. 1 Peter 1.8 says he gives us glorious joy. That is, it's, it's, it, it's too much for words. You know that it is just, the, that's just the way God is. When God gives, he gives more than we need. You know, Bible scholars say that when Jesus turned that water into wine, he gave them 120 gallons, enough for 10 weddings. When he fed the 5,000 people, he had, what, 12 baskets left over. Do you know what some people want to do with their cup when it begins to overflow? They want a bigger cup. We don't need a bigger cup. We need to share the overflow of love and joy and peace and forgiveness that is flowing through us. We need to share that with our friends and our neighbors who need to hear about Jesus. I want to make a promise to you. When you come to the end of life's journey, if the Lord is your shepherd, you will look back and you will see that God met all your needs. Yes, there are going to be times and it's just going to be me, myself, and God. There are going to be times that you feel all alone, that you think that nobody really understands your problem, or even worse, that nobody cares about your problems. But if you will look closely and carefully at your cup, you're going to notice it's overflowing. The story says a pastor had the opportunity of leading music for a worship service in a leper colony on the island of Tobago. 
It was time for one more song, so he asked for a request. A woman who had been facing away from the pulpit turned toward him and raised a hand that had no fingers. Her nose was entirely gone. Both of her ears were basically missing. Most of her lips had rotted away. The rest of her body was filled with terrible, cankerous sores from that leprosy. Hardly able to look at her, the pastor said, And what would you like for us to sing? And she asked if they could sing, Count Your Many Blessings. You know, the pastor said he was so overcome with emotion that he had to leave the service. One of his church members followed him out the door and said, Brother, I guess you'll never be able to sing that song again. The pastor said, Oh, yes, I will, but I'll never sing it the same way again. When you come to those times in your life, when you realize it's just you, yourself, and God, rejoice because you're with the only one who can give you all that you need, more than you need, exactly when you need it. Let's pray. Gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, Thank you for your willingness to provide for each and every one of our needs, to fill our cup to overflowing. I pray that if there's anyone within the reach of my voice right now that has not claimed the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they may do so now and experience the blessings of a cup overflowing. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our special offer for you, our viewers, each and every program. We offer something special, a resource, a book, a magazine, something to help you better understand God and, and how much He loves us and, and His will for your life and for my life. And... Uh, we have that offer. I just want to let you know that we get overwhelmed sometimes with the number of offers and it takes a little bit of time because the stock that we have ordered uh, gets used up and uh, sometimes the books go on back order and it takes us a while to get them. So if you happen to be waiting on a previous offer, just email me directly at bill at l4ltv.com. Tell us the offer you're waiting on and we'll do everything we can to get that offer to you out out to you immediately. Today, our offer is this little book. It is called Outrageous Grace, Finding a Forever Friendship with God. We'd love you to have this book. It will be a blessing in your life. We want to send it to you as a gift. It'll arrive in your home free of charge, postage paid. If you would like to request this book, pay attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. 
That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.alforltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Let me first of all thank you for joining us. and. Uh, as I do every week, I'm going to ask you for a favor, with, a favor, which is, would you be willing to let your friends and family know, your neighbors know, that you watch the program, that you enjoy the program, and when the program is on, so that they can become viewers of the program also. Now, if you have friends or family uh, that live in a region where our broadcast is not on, that's okay. Then refer them to the website, l4ltv.com. On the website, there's a tab that says previous programs. Every single one of our previous programs is listed there. And you can watch it at your convenience in, in your home, on your cell phone, on your iPad, wherever you want, whenever you want. They're all there. Uh, on the website, there is a tab that is live appearances. And that just lists uh, where I will be appearing and when and uh, the location. And we do that, well, because maybe I'll show up in your neck of the woods sometime. And maybe you'd want to come out to one of our live events and introduce yourself. I'd love to get a chance to shake your hand and, and meet you personally. There's also a Donate Today tab. Uh, that tab allows you to make a donation online by credit card or by Interact Debit. Uh, to help keep the ministry on the air. We are a charitable organization, so every donation you make, you will receive a receipt, an official receipt, that can be used for income tax purposes. And every penny that is donated to the ministry goes directly to the ministry to keeping the program on the air, paying for the airtime, the studio time, you know, the offers we give out. Not one penny of that comes to me in terms of a salary or any other benefit. I pastor a church in Toronto and I draw my salary from a different source so that every dollar that's invested here goes directly into the preaching of the gospel. Instagram, if you're not following me yet on Instagram, why not follow me, Santos underscore Bill. Uh, every morning, one minute devotional video goes out. That is a great way for you to start your day. Follow me on Twitter, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. All of the programs go up on our Facebook page as well as some other exciting news. If you are interested in participating in an overseas mission trip, then visit missionnowcanada.com. That's a branch of our ministry that goes overseas and does some incredible humanitarian work. We're planning a trip 
real soon. Have a look on the website. You'll see exactly when and where and how to get information on that. Why not check that out? Well, we are rapidly running out of time and I wanna make sure I have the opportunity to thank you again for watching and invite you to come back again next week, same time, same station. We hope to be here. I hope you'll join us. We'll see you then. God bless you.